Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm Lauren and this is Liam. Hello. And we have a lot to cover today. First off, an incel attack in Canada was recently labeled terrorism by police. Then JK Rowling has angered the alphabet people. Once again, we'll be talking about why. And then finally, California becomes the first state to extend pandemic relief funds to illegal immigrants because, of course, it's California. Why wouldn't they do that? Now, incels and femcels, just the way the dating world has kind of been collapsing and affecting the rest of our culture. That's been something we talk about frequently on this show. And it's a actually, bit of a wheelhouse for us almost at this point. Yeah, and it's 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 sad that it needs to be talked about this much, but I think it's still important because not for enough sure. people oh, are yeah. talking about it. I don't it. think these relationships are getting better. Either, no, so. definitely not, as we will hear more about today, because one incel attack that actually happened back in February in Canada, it's been branded terrorism, which is a new thing for Canada to have this type of like anti-woman attack be branded in like an official way that comes with, of course, I guess, official prosecution measures. Um, and I think just more than anything, the story goes to show how broken and fractured the relationships between men and women are becoming. Uh, before we get into the actual story itself, though, I do want to tell you all about Let's Get Checked. So Let's Get Checked is an at-home testing service that allows you to monitor your health without ever leaving your home, which considering most people are in lockdown right now is an amazing thing. So they have many different tests available, but one of the tests they recommend all men consider are their male hormone tests. So did you know that globally, sperm counts have dropped by 50% in the past 40 years? And that means that globally, men are producing less testosterone and experiencing hormonal imbalances as a result. The only way to find out if this is happening to you is to get tested. So we recommend the male hormone advanced test, which is the most comprehensive test they have for male testosterone and androgen and things like that, it tracks five different biomarkers. So just go to trylgc.com slash Lauren and find the male hormone advanced test. They'll deliver the test kit in discrete packaging. All of their tests look like this. We've ordered several of ours, several ourselves. Uh, you provide a small sample, send it back to them. And one of their accredited labs analyzes your results and gets back to you in two to five days. Best part of it all is that when your results are in, you actually get to speak with a nurse practitioner over the phone about the results. They can even prescribe you a prescription over the phone if you need it all without ever leaving mm -hmm. the house um, so everything is confidential they won't sell your information get an additional 20 percent off your cart with the offer code lauren20 again go to trylgc.com slash lauren that is trylgc.com slash lauren so we have this article here from the National Post. It says, a teenaged accused murderer who went on a stabbing rampage at a massage parlor in Northwest Toronto in February was motivated by the terrorist ideology known as incel or involuntary celibate, a woman-hating online subculture police claim. Two people were injured in the machete attack. That is a brutal terrorist yeah, that's attack disgusting. that's just i can't even imagine surreal um found by police outside the building in the early afternoon and one woman was found murdered inside ashley noel arzaga 24 who was the mother of a five-year-old girl just so sad he he appeared in court on tuesday to hear the charges upgraded from first degree murder and murder and attempted murder to the same charges but with terrorist inspiration a terrorist charge for insult motivated Murder marks an expansion of terrorism law into new areas of extremism that have long been flagged for concern, including incel, but also right-wing nationalism. So um, I've actually written a piece for The Spectator a while ago about, I think it's one of the American states also 
expanding their concerns for terrorist attacks to incel, incel subculture. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I don't want to be hyperbolic and say that they're, they're everywhere online, millions of incel men. But we have seen that, of course, there was also the van attack in Toronto, um, yeah. Elliot Rogers. There, there have been, unfortunately, incel attacks that have been deadly. And I think it is fair to call them terrorists. Yeah, well, I, I have no problem with it being labeled as such. Yeah. I mean, I hate being a but what about guy but at the same time it's like i hope that those same states are also labeling antifa stuff right right of uh, course as terrorism but yeah no absolutely i think that these are politically motivated attacks uh, to some degree mm -hmm. i mean some of it is lashing out because they're losers Just upset uh, and well, yeah they sure, want to hurt whatever other you people call them, but yeah. uh, i mean i know it's, it's a terrorist attack i frankly i i don't need to spare any sort of yeah uh quarrel <laughs> um so yeah, I mean, I, I have no problem calling that a terrorist attack yeah. at all. Yeah, and I, th I think it is fair. People have criticized um, an imbalance when someone who is Muslim commits acts of violence versus someone yeah. who's white. It's not treated the same. I'm fine with calling this a terrorist attack. But I, I think this is important to talk about because, you know, oftentimes we kind of dismiss how broken dating culture has become. And I think with mm. these incels, and incel isn't just a subculture, right? I, I The term kind of conjures images of this angry upset man but there are tons of other guys out there who even though they may not be like the typical incel they're still not successful with women and still yeah, frustrated in a lot of sure. ways um we often talk about how dating or sorry hookup culture hurts women or at least in the conservative community we do i don't think we spend enough time talking about how it hurts men mm. and what we see is that with these incels um you know there's this popular talking point among men's rights activists of the Pareto distribution in dating for men. Yeah. It's like 20% of the men get 80% of the women or something like that. Yeah, or, well, that, that was an okay Cupid study, yeah. I think, that they they found. Now, whether that can be replicated across other things, I'm not sure. I think that they actually retracted that, but that also might be because of political reasons that this was being cited mm -hmm. in a lot of incel sort of propaganda. But there is definitely a truth to that in the, in the way that these these online sites work. Right. And you especially, know? I mean, traditionally, women have been the gatekeepers of sex and dating. And yep. if you're in hookup culture where you're pretty much just judging people solely on looks and social status, it does stand to reason that the men who fall below average in those categories are, aren't going to be I guess, getting any action. Um, this is what happens when you relegate sex to just this transaction, right? You remove it mm -hmm. from dating, from relationships, from love, marriage entirely. Um, what what chance do these other guys have? So I think this is, it's an important issue to keep in mind because- Well, it's not necessarily just about the bottom 50%, right? Yeah. It's about it's about people that are average or have just average pro prospects. If the higher end, I guess for lack of a better term, men don't have to be locked down to a single woman, that's what enables them to monopolize the market to some degree. Right. Right. So, and, and that affects everybody else in-, in Men to and some women. Degree, of yeah. course. I mean, listen- it, I still think that you have to choose to participate to be like to be in those kinds of dating schemes. Like there are places you could find a, a higher category of woman that doesn't date that way. Right, of course. Um, but it's it, it's getting harder yes, and harder to it, do it, that. It absolutely is. So I sympathize with that. Yeah, and Jordan Peterson actually in the past has talked about this the way that yeah. the the sexual marketplace is hurting a lot of these men, these incels, yeah. and he kind of reference marriage, how it used to be an enforced monogamy, and everyone was finding their mate, sort of. And it was a more equitable distribution of relationships and love, and he got in trouble for it. Yes. he People were making it seem like he was talking about uh, 
I don't know, government mandated assigning of women and sex to men, which is not mm. at all what he meant. But I think in general, it's it's something that we need to keep in mind because a lot of men are feeling, I guess, left out and disenfranchised. And we weren't meant, not that I'm saying every single person needs to date, needs to have a partner, but as a species, we weren't meant to live our lives alone, which mm. is the way things are going for way too many people to be healthy. So. Yeah, well, two things. The first is that, the, the prior marriage thing, like you talked about, was gatekeeped by women for the most part. It, yeah. They knew it was in their best interest. And now we see when that doesn't happen, these women who, you know, go after the, the alpha males, I guess I hate using that term that way. But, you know, they end up, a lot of them, miserable in their 30s, right? Yeah. So and then there are unmarried men that just never get a chance and they... It's just, it's a mess. It's a for everybody. For mess. everybody, yeah. It's a, it's a horrible situation. I don't think it's getting any better. Um, I think that probably most people that watch this show, uh, are, we're, all, we're preaching to the choir to some degree because they probably know this. You know, like the people that need to be reached, it's hard to reach them nowadays. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because I think it is interesting. And yeah, incel terrorism, what a... What a strange year to be alive for, as if 2020 wasn't going great enough already. Uh, so next up, J.K. Rowling has been infamously called a turf before. And if, if you've been living under a rock for the past like 20 years, she is the author of the, the Harry Potter series. Uh, she's been called a turf, which is a trans exclusionary radical feminist by online activists because, uh, well, there are several reasons why, but I think it, last December, she really set some people off by tweeting this, we have it here. She said, dress however you please, call yourself whatever you like, sleep with any consenting adult who'll have you, live your best life in peace and security, but force women out of their jobs for stating that sex is real. Hashtag, I stand with Maya. Now to most people, myself included, seems like a regular tweet, actually a progressive one. Mm -hmm. She's saying, you know, dress however you please, call yourself whatever you like, sleep with anybody, right? That's a progressive attitude. Her mistake was saying, uh, what is it? Sex is real. Right. And standing with someone who at the time had angered the uh, the trans activists for essentially talking about biological sex. Yeah, I believe the woman in question got fired for, for saying that. There's a difference between trans sex and regular sex. Yeah. So, uh, th yeah, that that's a whole controversy. She's in hot water again, though, because uh, apparently she's spouting more transphobic rhetoric, which we're going to be looking at before we do, though. I want to tell you all about Ashford University. So if you're in school right now or you know someone who is, you know that with this whole pandemic thing, so many people are having their educations just interrupted by the pandemic that's hitting everybody. Mm. Well, with places like Ashford University, which is online education, you can continue working towards your degree without any interruption from wherever you want, which is amazing and more valuable now than ever. So Ashford University's online bachelor's and master's degree programs allow you to learn on a convenient and flexible schedule. At Ashford, expert faculty teachers teach you real-world skills from real-world experience in online classes built for life's twists and turns. You can learn from home or wherever you feel comfortable. You could pursue a degree in one of Ashford's 60-plus programs like business administration, healthcare administration, and psychology with 24-7 access to your classroom, daily support, and financial aid available. Ashford gives you the tools you need to help make your dreams a reality. So many schools right now are struggling
struggling to catch up with an online learning model, yeah. Ashford University is already there. So Not only that, but you're still paying for all the stuff that they need to, to fund their campuses. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's lose-lose. Yes. Uh, but with Ashford, you can dare to dream big. Your tomorrow starts today at Ashford University. There's no fee to apply or standardized testing required to enroll. Go to ashford.edu slash Lauren. That's ashford.edu slash Lauren. Again, ashford.edu slash Lauren. Not all programs are available in all states. So we have this piece here from LGBTQ Nation, which actually I had not heard of before. And I feel kind of cheated because this seems like an amazing resource for content. Yeah. And I'm only just now hearing about this. How is this possible? I thought I knew them all. I thought I knew them all. So they write, J.K. Rowling, author of the Harry Potter series, is once again drawing criticism for liking anti-transgender rhetoric on Twitter. Rowling, who has a strong Twitter presence, has liked transphobic tweets in the past, although her publicist said that the author clicked like by accident in a clumsy and middle-aged moment. If Okay, if I... It, if I had a publicist, that would not be how I would want them to describe my mistake. Even yeah, if that, that publicist just kneecapped her. Yeah. Like that was, that was, don't worry. It's, it's, she's not transphobic. She's just so old and incompetent. She doesn't know what she's liking. Yeah, that, that was a real underhanded sort of yeah. way of dealing with that. <laughs> it continues. This past December, Rowling tweeted that sex is real, a common statement used by transphobes to imply that sex assigned at birth determines a person's entire life, effectively erasing gender identity. I don't think that's what that means at all i think no. it just means that sex is real yeah and first of all i want to point out that this wonderful site lgbtq nation has reported on literally this article is about her liking tweets a tweet no yeah. like 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 that's it there's no like she put out a statement yeah she liked a tweet and this is what they're talking about now we're mentioning this but we're not we're not focusing on the fact that, that she liked i, I think this that's, is ridiculous that's yeah of course no and i've, I've gotten in trouble i've had people tag me and say, why did you like this tweet, yada, yada. I, if you want to be blocked by me, complain about what tweets I like, mm. right? Because I like tweets that make me laugh, like make a good point. Like, doesn't mean I agree with them. I I like all kinds of ridiculous crap and just like, it's, it's the worst way of implementing like six degrees of separation or guilt by association. Right. Uh, why Twitter decides to display tweets that people like on other people's timeline, I don't know. I wish they would stop it. Uh, it's just another yeah, that's true. reason for people to cancel other like people. I, 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 I end up with unfollowing people because it's like, dude, stop being so horny on Twitter. Yes, please. I've had to unfollow people because they yes. would like like not safe for work posts and it's like i like, like you but i don't need to see this on what's my wrong timeline. with you you like just keep that in the private life for, yeah for make a sakes. separate account yes <laughs> you're gonna be well. liking that oh goodness so maybe that's what jk rowling needs to do have a separate account where she likes all these apparently uh, transphobic tweets <laughs> so it continues over the weekend rowling liked a tweet from anti-transgender activist Fre fred Sargent on twitter Sargent frequently advocates that it is time to remove the t from same-sex advocacy groups and that transgender women can't be oppressed trust me all the tea has been removed male. from them already <laughs> i'm just gonna put that out there they need to hit up let's get checked yeah get their t levels tested yeah um and get some ser serious treatment i feel like i could lend them testosterone like i'm not a high t person <laughs> but higher higher than them so the the controversial tweet in question we have it here it says this is alex drummond an adult human male who claims to be a lesbian yes he's kept his dangling bits and has skipped the hormones and believes that real lesbians who aren't into penises are transphobic and should be excluded from the lesbian community yeah this guy so this is what jk rowling tweeted which is so controversial i don't think it's transphobic to look at some of these activists who are in the limelight and say 
are do you actually have a medical condition or are you being an opportunist right that to mm. me doesn't speak to whether you question the legitimacy of gender dysphoria or anything like that right because you can yeah. completely accept someone like um i don't know blair white or uh the jenner sure. athlete i forget the name um well, to me this guy is like the the actual embodiment of you know when it's like the typical YouTube comment, they'll be like, oh, one day I'll just put a dress on and I'll say I'm trans. Yeah. So, okay. This, this is, is what this person This did. is this person. It's like the most low effort trans person ever. <laughs> if you're listening on an audio only podcast, he has a beard. Yeah. He's yeah. got a beard, uh, you know, didn't transition uh, with, with sur bottom surgery. Or before. even hormones. So it's, it's pretty hormones. much this is yeah. the epitome of the guy that says like, well, I'll, I'll sleep with a lesbian someday. He has found a way. Just call yourself trans. Um, yeah, so I mean, it, this is, I guess, kind of spicy. I don't think it's reason or fair to call her trans for it, but uh, the article says, Sargent did not link to a source that showed that Drummond had criticized cisgender lesbians as transphobic, which is not at all what the tweet said, by the way. He's not, the tweet didn't say that the apparently trans person believes cis lesbians are transphobic. Mm. It's the idea that if you don't want to sleep with someone who has a penis as a lesbian, yes. you're transphobic. Of course, back to the female penis. Yeah. Statement. Well, I mean, that's why Ariel Scarcella, the LGBT activist who's kind of like left the left got in trouble because she was like, I'm a lesbian. I don't want penis. And for some reason, that was controversial to these people. It says, if anything, this 2015 interview with BuzzFeed says that she's in a mon monogamous relationship with a woman and said, as a woman, I regularly get complimented on how I look. Well, that's because women are attracted to men a lot of times. Uh, not betraying any of the bitterness Sargent attributed to her. So this is funny to me because JK Rowling is someone who has tried to push the woke agenda a lot by, you know, she's pro-migrant, she's gone back and like retconned uh, Dumbledore to be gay and Hermione yes. is black and all of these things, but... She's still getting called a turf because she's not fully on board with the the far left trans agenda. Yeah, of course. And their goalposts change with every victory, right? Yeah. So she would have been radically progressive, you know, a few years ago. Uh, and then she decided, okay, no, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be marginally reasonable. Yeah, I'm gonna say that, <laughs> but, hey, you can't just choose different identifiers and then call yourself a lesbian and Of course. Yeah. But she's now been left behind and she is a heretic of the LGBTQ yeah. religion. Yeah. Uh it's too bad because uh She's recently tried to, what is it? She did something with Harry Potter. Oh yeah, like Fantastic Beasts and she's oh, been working yeah, on really yeah, bad yeah. movies. And I, I hope that this, I don't know, new controversy doesn't somehow detract from her terrible work going forward. Um, mm. <laughs> a little bit salty about that, but that's a story for another day. Finally, we have the piece from CNN. So obviously with the whole pandemic going on, in addition to federal relief, a lot of states have implemented their own pandemic relief funds or yeah. efforts uh, in Canada and the UK. It's a, it's a similar story. I'm pretty sure most countries have something like it. Well, California has decided that, you know what? Illegal immigrants should get a piece of the pie because it's California. So we have this piece that says, starting today, undocumented immigrants in California can begin applying for financial assistance to support them during the pandemic in the first relief fund of its kind. Governor Gavin Newsom announced the $125 million coronavirus disaster relief fund last month, oh yeah, to support undocumented immigrants who were ineligible for federal, federal stimulus checks and unemployment benefits due to their immigration status. Every Californian, including our undocumented neighbors and friends, should know that California is here to support support them during this crisis, Newsom said in a statement. We are all in this together. The one-time benefit will provide $500 of support per adult with a cap of $1,000 per household. Uh, the fund combines $75 million in state donations with $50 million from private philanthropists. I don't mind if it's private philanthropy yeah, that I don't care about. Private philanthropy is like, do what you want with your money. I exactly. mean, I still think that there's a line of like, 
Okay, what's charity? If I'm donating to ISIS, is that charity? Probably, yeah. Like, you know, I guess there's some kind of Kantian motivation. <laughs> but it's, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that that's not the cause for me. Yeah, but, I, I would say but so. But at least too. it's not state money. Or that, taxpayer that, money, yeah, yeah. Taxpayer money. It continues undocumented workers are overrepresented in many of the sectors deemed essential that are keeping the state afloat. About 10% of California's workforce, workforce is undocumented. That is crazy. 10%. Yeah. That is insane. Though they paid over $2.5 billion in local and state taxes last year, they benefit from neither unemployment insurance nor the $2.2 trillion stimulus signed by President Trump. So before we go any further, I just want to point out something here. The article says, well, they paid $2.5 5 billion in local and state taxes last year. So should they get something back? We have um, this piece here from FAIR. A new study finds that providing education, healthcare, law enforcement, and social and government services to illegal aliens and their dependents cost California taxpayers $25.3 billion a year. All right. Uh, that costs amounts to about $2,370 a year burden per California household headed by a U.S. citizen. So this article is trying to make it seem like, well, they're, you know, they're giving all this money. They don't get anything back. No, illegal immigration is still a net loss to California. Um, we've talked about immigration on the show. Uh, I For don't sure. think I've made my opinions like a secret or anything. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to illegal immigration, I'm actually like I'm pretty middle of the road centrist. I don't want illegal immigration, but I'm also like not a barbarian. Like just go back, pay back taxes, maybe pay a fine or something, apply the right way, which for the longest time was even a, a, I guess a stance most Democrats would agree with, right? You just, you have to come the legal way. Um, And it's, it's not outrageous to say that if you're incentivizing illegal immigration by doing things like literally handing them checks, that you're gonna have more of it. Oh, absolutely. And I think to me, this goes with the whole California story right now, where a lot of them are very unhappy with the way that the government has handled the shutdown, particularly right. particularly in L.A. Um, and now you have a lot of them talking about leaving the state. Right. right. Going to places like Texas, like Florida. Right. Absolutely. And, and I think that there's a reason why their state got the way it did. And right. that's because of the way that they vote. It's because of their worldview. And it's because of their, their policies. worldview needs to stay in California if they leave. Right. And there are all these people who are actually upset with the Californians who are coming to Arizona, to Nevada, to Texas and Florida saying, leave your policies with you. Yes. Don't screw up your state, then move to where I'm at and then vote in these same policies and do the mm. same thing over and over again. Yeah, that's like literally locusts. Yeah. But I mean, that's what's happening right yeah. now. There are places in, you know, Texas is more and more becoming actually a purple state. I know. Because yeah. of all of these Californians, which is really disappointing if you are from Texas, because it's kind of like, yeah, they're literally like locusts, which is too bad. And I, I kind of feel like if yeah, they're going to screw up Texas and they're going to wonder why Texas is screwed up. Yeah. And then they're going to flee Texas to the next best state. Mm-hmm. And they're going to it's just, you know, the cycle will continue. It's really tragic. And I, and I think that it's. It's so, it would be so frightening to be like a Texan when your state is going purple. And and the reason why it's flourishing the way it is, is not because it's blue uh, or because it's not blue rather. To see that there's no way of preventing that either. It's not like you could be like, you can't cross the border, you know, (laughs) because they're American too. So... It's hard, but I'm sure, the there are, I'm sure there are some Texans who are probably like, you know what, the wall needs to extend a little bit like westward as well around <laughs> California. Um, but yeah, this is this is frustrating, especially when you look at how big California's deficit as a state already is, right? California mm-hmm. is 
a rich state. They generate they're, a lot of revenue, but they're still in debt. They have, I think, one of the, if not the biggest state debt in the country, right? So it's not like they have mm-hmm. all this money to be throwing around. Uh, I guess fiscal responsibility is just not something that Newsom cares about at all. And if I were a California taxpayer, I mean, frankly, I would have left a, a while ago. Yeah. Um, you know, we've had opportunities where they've tried to get us to move down to California. We have said, no, thank you. No, for many no. reasons. For many, many reasons. Many, but many it's... reasons. Uh, you won't catch me north, oh, sorry, south of like New England, probably yeah. ever. But uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I, I sympathize with the Republicans who are like, no, like my family is from here. I need to stay. I need to make it better. Yeah. Guys, there's something called a strategic retreat. Is it worth staying to try to make whatever small difference or do you just like let them burn and leave? Yeah. Or yeah, there's, there's that. Or part of me is just looking at the way that the left is taking over all these institutions and being like, it's time to put the foot down and balkanize. Yeah. I'm, know, pro, I, I'm pro-balkanization. <laughs> Unironically. I, I don't know any other recourse. I'm just seeing lost battles on every front because of all the institutions that they control. And that's that's where my brain is at right mm-hmm. now. I don't know about you guys, and maybe it sounds... It sounds defeatist? Well, or... I, I don't think it's... Def- maybe. Maybe maybe to some people it sounds defeatist, and maybe to some people it just sounds depressing. But the, I think the reality is that there's, uh, you know, two sides right now that are not going to come to any sort of agreement. It's, it's only getting more and more heated. Mm-hmm. And perhaps, perhaps they just needed to live in their own state and well, run that, it the way they want. Well, that's what the I mean, the country was supposed to be like. You're yeah, supposed to have I like that each idea. State could have its own laws or whatever, mm-hmm. a weaker federal government, and then you could have like this. I don't know, experiment state by state. People could live however they wanted, but the federal government has gotten bigger and bigger, and now it's not really like that anymore. And it's funny because Californians will get mad about the laws that like people in Texas have, even though it doesn't really affect them. But, mm. oh, well, um, yeah, we would love to know what you guys think about this. Do you think uh, this is going to continue the exodus of Californians to places like Texas? We've had Elon Musk, Joe Rogan, even the Daily Wire folks have and Ruben have flirted with leaving the state. Uh, you know, I, I hope they do for their own sanity and pocketbooks. But I don't know, maybe we're just being too pessimistic and the illegal immigrants really do deserve all the taxpayer monies. I don't know. We, we would love to hear what you guys think. And as always, we will see you next time.